Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is the Wikipedia page for Pachelbel's Canon. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest today. It's Rob Paravonian. Thank you for being here. Hey, everybody. My pleasure to be here. Rob Paravonian, other letters. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just realized that I have been mispronouncing your name for years. (laughs) So have I. We accept both growing up, uh, Paravonian and Paravonian. And then I think it was when I moved to New York, people would get frustrated when I would say either one's fine. So I just decided to pick one and I picked Paravonian. But I said both growing up. So it's not technically incorrect. You know, Rob, one of the reasons that we have you here is because you, when YouTube was just starting out, you were one of the very like first like gigantic viral videos. Yeah, this uh, this one took off in like, I think I posted it in 2006 in November. And then by the end of the year, it started getting lots of views. And it was really interesting to see how it could spread like that. I was a massive fangirl. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. very exciting. Because yeah, everybody, w- everybody would be sending me that because I played the cello. I just started learning when you released that episode. So everybody was always sending me that video. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was funny because, you know, I didn't do it on stage for a long time because I thought it was way too niche, you know, because it's like, uh, will anybody relate? But like all the band and orchestra people could relate and liked it. And it spread to anyone who was learning guitar or anyone who had tried to play an instrument seemed to like, I don't know, connect with it. It was really cool. I just got a I just got an email the other day from a woman who teaches composition at a college and she asked me if I had any updated versions of it because she 
plays it for her students when she does a lecture on a similar subject. And, you know, some of the references are very like 90s and mid 2000s now. So she's saying some of the college students now don't respond to some of those references at all. But it's cool to hear. But it's cool to hear that someone actually uses it in like a music theory class to help illustrate some of the concepts. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's get started. We're reading Pachelbel's Canon. I really don't know any of the history behind the music at all. So let's get started, shall we? All right. Pachelbel's Canon. Pachelbel's Canon, also known as the Canon in D, P37, is an accompanied canon by the German Baroque composer Johann Pachelbel. They're all named Johann. <laughs> the canon was originally scored for three violins and basso continuo and paired with a geek? Geek, geek I think. Geek. And paired with a geek. Both movements are in the key of D major. Although a true canon at the unison in three parts, it also has elements of a chacone. Neither the date nor the circumstances of its composition are known. Suggested dates range from 1680 to 1706, and the oldest surviving manuscript copy of the piece dates from the 19th century. Like his other works, Pachelbel's canon went out of style and remained in obscurity for centuries. A 1968 arrangement and recording of it by the Jean-Francois Payard Chamber Orchestra gained popularity over the next decade, and in the 1970s, the piece began to be recorded by many ensembles. By the early 1980s, its presence as background music was deemed inescapable. From the 1970s onward, elements of the piece, especially its chord progression, were used in a variety of pop songs. Since the 1980s, it has also found increasingly common use in weddings and funeral ceremonies in the Western world. I feel like that is a reference to you, even though it's not a direct reference <laughs> to you. But the right. fact that they're saying it's been used in a bunch of pop songs feels yeah, like a reference It should to be you. A, a citation Rob Parvonian needed. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, creation. In his lifetime, Pachelbel was renowned for his organ and other keyboard music, whereas today he is also recognized as an important composer of church and chamber music. Little of his chamber music survives, however. Only Music Kalish Ergotsung, a collection of partitas published during Pachelbel's lifetime, is known, apart from a few isolated pieces in manuscripts. The Canon and Gig in D major is one such piece. A single 19th century manuscript copy of them survives. MS16481-8 in the Berlin State Library. It contains two more chamber suites. Another copy, previously in Hochschule der Kunst in Berlin, is now lost. Yes. Hochschule <laughs> der Kunst. The circumstances of the piece's composition are wholly unknown. Hans Joachim Schultz writing in 1985 suggested that the piece may have been composed for Johann Christoph Bach's wedding on the 23rd of October 1694 which Pachelbel attended another Johann Johann Ambrosius Bach Johann and other friends and family provided music for the occasion Johann Christoph Bach, the oldest <laughs> brother of Johann Sebastian Bach. I'm not lying. A, they're all named Johann. Was a pupil of Pachelbel, another scholar. Charles E. Brewer investigated a variety of possible connections between Pachelbel's and Heinrich 
Bieber's published <laughs> chamber music. Okay, there was a Heinrich. His research indicated that the canon may have been composed in response to a chacon with canonic elements, which Bieber published as part of Parsha, third of Harmonia, Artificioso Ariosa. That would indicate that Pachelbel's piece cannot be dated earlier than 1696, the year of publication of Bieber's collection. Other dates of the canon's composition are occasionally suggested, for example, as early as 1680. Do you think Heinrich is related to Justin? We can only hope. Are you asking if Heinrich Bieber is related to Justin (laughs) Bieber? Yes. I say we assume so until further evidence. I can go with that. Wiki listeners, while you ponder on that thought, listen to this message to help support us. Thank you for listening to that message. And hopefully you have your violas standing (laughs) and ready to play along with the second half of the show. (laughs) I don't know. Very dedicated musicians. Yeah, true. (laughs) Rediscovery and rise to fame. The canon, without the accompanying gig, was first published in 1919 by scholar Gustav Beckman, who included the score in his article on Pachelbel's chamber music. His research was inspired and supported by early music scholar and editor Max Seifert, who in 1929 published his arrangement of the canon and gig in his Organum series. However, that edition contained numerous articulation marks and dynamics not in the original score. Furthermore, Seifert provided tempi he considered right for the piece, but that were not supported by later research. The canon was first recorded in 1940 by Arthur Fiedler. In 1968, the Jean-Francois Payard Chamber Orchestra made a recording of the piece that would change its fortunes significantly. This rendition was done in a more romantic style at a significantly slower tempo than it had been played at before and contained obligato parts written by Payard. The Payard recording was released in June in France by Erato Records as part of an LP that also included the Trumpet Concerto by Johann Friedrich Fasch and other works by Pachelbel and Fasch, all played by the Jean-Francois Payard Chamber Orchestra. Payard's interpretation of the canon was also included on a widely distributed album by the mail-order label Musical Heritage Society in 1968. This is interesting because this reads except it's in classical music but it reads like a billboard top 10 sort of like story right yeah some dude remixed it it. (laughs) yeah exactly it gets remixed and then it blew up on the charts classical music nerds hit hard you know (laughs) what what are you talking about they hit hard what (laughs) yeah they hit the charts they hit the notes Oh, I get it. You're just speaking like an alien. (laughs) Who says I'm not one? Citation needed. In July 1968, Greek band Aphrodite's Child released the single Rain and Tears, which was a Baroque rock adaptation of Pachelbel's canon. The band was based in France at the time, although it is unknown whether they had heard the Pilard recording or were inspired by it. Rain and Tears was a success, reaching number one on the pop charts of various European countries. Wow, I didn't know that this happened. (laughs) Several months later, in October 1968, Spanish band 
Pop Tops released the single Oh Lord Why Lord, which again was based on Pachelbel's canon. Again, it is unknown whether they were aware of or had been inspired by the release from earlier that year. Oh Lord Why Lord was covered by American band Parliament on their 1970 album Osmium. Wow, I didn't know we'd get a Parliament reference. Yeah, Parliament? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wow. I love Parliament. They're amazing. In 1970, a classical radio station in San Francisco played the Payard recording and became inundated by listener requests. The piece gained growing fame, particularly in California. In 1974, London Records, aware of the interest in the piece, reissued a 1961 album of the Corelli Christmas Concerto performed by the Stuttgart Chamber Orchestra, which happened to contain the piece, now retitled to Pachelbel Canon, the record that made it famous and other Baroque favorites. The album was the highest-selling classical album of 1976. Its success led to many other record labels issuing their own recordings of the work, many of which also sold well. Wow, so everybody could just jump on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, public domain. I love the name of the record that like how it includes like other Baroque favorites. Yeah. I also like that they turned the cannon to a K like in Mortal Kombat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're fierce. Way more fierce now. (laughs) It makes it K for cool. In 1977, the RCA Red Seal label reissued the original Arato album in the United States and elsewhere. In the U.S., it was the sixth highest-selling classical album of 1977. Two other albums containing Pachelbel's canon charted for the year, the Stuttgart Chamber Orchestra album at number 17, and another album featuring the Payard recording, Go for Baroque! Exclamation mark at number 13. The Payard recording was then featured prominently in the soundtrack of the 1980 film Ordinary People. The Arato slash RCA album kept climbing the Billboard Classical Albums charts, and in January 1982, it reached the number one position, where it remained until May 1982, when it was knocked out of first place by an album featuring Pachelbel's Canon, played by the Academy of Ancient Music, directed by Christopher Hogwood. The Canon <laughs> Hogwood. <laughs> yeah. That is a porn name. All right, oh, go on. Man. Or, <laughs> or a wizard professor. <laughs> See, the canon was selected for the soundtrack of Carl Sagan's popular 1980 American PBS television series, Cosmos, A Personal Voyage. And the astronomer cited this work as one of his desert island discs on the BBC on 18 July 1981. In 1981, the music of Cosmos, a record album by RCA Records, and in 2000, a CD by the Cosmos studio label of the soundtrack were published that feature an arrangement of the canon by Glenn Spreen and James Galway. I've heard of James Galway. Yeah? Mm-hmm. James Galway is awesome, but the, that that name is no Hogwood, let me tell you. <laughs> In 1982, pianist George Winston included his variations on the canon by Johann Pachelbel on his solo piano album, December, which has sold over 3 million copies. Parodies. In its August 17, 1981 issue, the magazine The New Yorker published a cartoon by Mick Stevens captioned Prisoner of Pachelbel, in which a prisoner hears over the loudspeaker, For your listening pleasure, we once again present Pachelbel's canon. The 1991 musical parody album WTWP Classical Talkity Talk Radio by PDQ Bach is set at a fictional radio station whose call letters stand for Wall-to-Wall Pachelbel. 
In 2017, BBC Radio 4 sketch show John Finnamore's Souvenir Program featured a sketch entitled One Hit Wonder, in which Pachelbel is annoyed by the fact that the only thing people know him for is his cannon. The same episode features a parody called Loose Cannon, in which Pachelbel sings about his frustrations to the tune of the cannon. That sounds like a horrible sketch. That was one of the most <laughs> British-sounding paragraphs I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, and the rant I called him the original one-hit wonder. Hmm, they that, stole your art. That was... <laughs> Influence on popular music. Several months after the Payard recording was released, two groups released successful singles with a backing track based on Pachelbel's canon. Greek band Aphrodite's Child with Rain and Tears and Spanish group Pop Tops with Oh Lord, Why Lord. Every time I see Pop Tops, I think it's going to say Pop Tarts. <laughs> it should. That would be a good name for a band if it weren't already a breakfast thing, the Pop Tarts. In 2002, pop music producer Pete Waterman described Canon in D as almost the godfather of pop music because we've all used that in our own ways for the past 30 years. He also said that Kylie Minogue's 1988 UK number one hit single, I Should Be So Lucky, which Waterman co-wrote and co-produced, was inspired by Canon in D. The Farm's 1990 single, All Together Now, has its chord sequence lifted directly from Pachelbel's canon, and that was in an early episode or early version of the rant, and I, I took it out because uh, after a few years, no one remembered that song. <laughs> Sorry, Farm, but thanks for uh, letting me use it for a couple years. The Pet Shop Boys' 1993 cover of Go West played up the song's resemblance to both Pachelbel's canon and the Soviet anthem, Coolio's 1997 See You When You Get There is built around a sample of the piece. Other songs that make use of the Pachelbel's canon chord progression include Streets of London by Ralph McTell, 1974, Basket Case by Green Day, 1994, and Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis, 1996. Though, with the variation at the end, while Maroon 5 used the harmonic sequence of Pachelbel's canon and part of the melody in their 2019 single, Memories. Okay, okay. I, when Memories came out and got really big, I started calling it out for being Pachelbel's canon because, like, it's one of the most obvious uses, in my opinion, in pop music. It's blatant, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, nothing about it has changed. And, like, when I've pointed that out, People either have no idea what I'm talking about or don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. The most recent version of the rant that I have on video is from a show I did, a New Year's Eve show a few years ago. And that is one that I added to the end of the story part of the rant because it is so blatant. It's almost as blatant as the vitamin C one, Friends Forever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, this is just they're not even trying. <laughs> In 2012, the UK based cooperative Funeral Care compiled a list of the most popular classical, t- contemporary, and religious music across 30,000 funerals. Canon indeed placed second on the classical chart behind Edward Elgar's Nimrod. Wait, that's weird because I think of Canon as the wedding song, not the funeral yeah, song. Me too. The Trans Siberian Orchestra's 1998 song, Christmas Canon, is a take on Pachelbel's Canon. Jerry C.'s version, titled Canon Rock, was one of the earliest viral videos on YouTube when it was covered by Fun 2. Sunday Morning on Procol Harum's 2017 album Novum is based on just the chords of the canon. Wow, this is great. You know what? I'm going to edit this and put you in this article. 
I'm a little bit surprised that it didn't at least mention the rant. I mean, I was nervous that it was going to because, you know, I didn't know what it would say. It's some stupid idiot. Uh, <laughs> <you know. laughs> it's funny making fun of the rant, but it's... It should mention you because it's very well documented out there. And so it should definitely mention you because I think you're connected to this song. I get tagged in a lot of things or emails if something with Pop- Pocket Bell's canon like blows up on TikTok or something. I think there was one with rubber chickens and there was one with train horns. Like someone oh my God. like did video recordings of different train horns. And so like anytime something like that gets popular, someone will just like, oh, Rob P. Rocks probably hates this. And it's it's fun because I get to interact. And somehow that's sometimes that's how people find me on Twitter because they're like, oh, we got to tag the Pocket Bell guy in that. And so they'll find my Twitter handle and start following me. So it's kind of cool. That's well, awesome. You're like you're like the contemporary modern classical music genius. <laughs> I'm well, thank I, you so much for doing the show, Rob. Th- I do want to give you a chance to talk about your new album. Oh, thank you. Uh yeah, it's coming out uh October 2022, hopefully October 7th. It's called The American Songbook Redacted. Look for it and hopefully you'll think it's funny. I well, I've heard a couple of the songs that are on it, so I I yeah. can say that it's funny. Thank I you. can't wait to listen to it. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, kids. This has been the Wikipedia page for Pachelbel's Canon. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your viral videos. If there's a particular Wikipedia page that you'd like us to read, please let us know. We'll read it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.